0: You're listening to Kindful the podcast. I'm Hannah, I'm a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher, as well as a creative and a lifelong seeker. This podcast is designed to inspire a new way of being, living in the moment with more ease and alignment with our true selves. I'm on a wild journey of self discovery and love and I'm here to share that journey with you with all of the tools, tips and lessons I learn along the way. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to get into today's episode and I really hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kindful, the podcast. Let's pause and take a really nice deep breath here, inhaling fully through the nostrils if you can, pausing slightly at the top and then a big exhale to release. Let it all go. Let's do another one. Inhaling. And exhaling. Now, I'm testing something new out here because I was sending myself a little voice message. This is something that I've been doing a lot recently is whenever these thoughts pop into my mind or these ideas or things that I want to say, messages that come through to me, I have instead of trying to write them down, sometimes I do write them down, but generally if I have the chance to in the moment I will pick up my phone and the voice note recorder app and just speak and just speak into the voice recorder And I found this has been really helpful for me to begin to express myself more and to articulate myself more. But I found it's also just a really helpful way of capturing an idea or capturing a thought or something. So I was doing this before into my phone and I've got these new headphones on that I'm wearing And I thought, oh, wow, the quality of that sounds really good. So I thought I will test out recording a podcast using these headphones and using the built-in microphone from these headphones. Okay, it's editing Hannah here. Turns out that the quality is not as good as I thought it was, but I really enjoyed this podcast recording. So I'm going to leave it as it is for today, and I'm not going to bother re-recording, but I have learned... These headphones are not the best for doing podcasts, and next week I will be back with a better quality podcast recording. So thank you for your patience and I hope you still enjoy the episode. So we're just testing this out here. I'll see how it goes, and I thought I would record an impromptu podcast episode just to talk a little bit about some of the things that are on my mind at the moment and see what the quality's like. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I am still a little bit congested because I've just been allowing my body to rest after getting a bit run down last week. And I talked about that in last week's episode, the importance of rest, the importance of slowing down and really being radically honest with ourselves when it comes to allowing ourselves to fully rest and to fully give ourselves and our bodies what they need. and. I've just been sitting here organising all my notes and preparing some of my content for the week ahead and I had a few things that have kind of been coming to me and one of the first things that I wanted to talk about is something that I wish I knew this time last year. So, for anyone who is new here or hasn't been following my journey, this time last year I decided to quit the job that I was working at, which I'd only been working at for about 12 months. It was what I called my bridge job. So, it was a bit of a bridge between working a full time job, which was taking up pretty much all of my energy and my attention at the time, and then transitioning into this bridge job, which was kind of the bridge to then taking the leap and working for myself or making the choice to want to go all in on my business and my creative pursuits and working for myself. And that was a big, scary leap. Um And I was probably a little bit naive, to be honest with you, in taking that leap. I thought that my business would just take off. I thought I would hit the ground running. I had all of these different ideas, all of these things that I wanted to create, all of these products and services that I wanted to offer. And what I didn't realize would happen was that, first of all, I didn't realize that I was completely burnt out. So I didn't realize that as soon as I finished up at that job and I had a break and I had a rest, that the last eight or nine years of my working career would catch up with me. And actually, it was probably more than eight or nine years, because before that, when I was studying, I studied for four years full time, and I was working three jobs while I was studying. So I was working as a babysitter, I was working at Priceline, a pharmacy And I was working a few other odd jobs here and there, but also doing a few other jobs. So I remember having at least three jobs at once that I was working. So I was studying full time, working three jobs. I was just so focused on earning as much as I possibly could and saving as much as I possibly could because my goal was to buy a house, which I ultimately ended up doing many years later. That's another story. but yeah, I just, the last 12 years of just going full speed, working, studying, then going straight into a full-time job, moving interstate. My first full-time job took me to Canberra, took me interstate to Canberra. And then I ended up coming back to Melbourne and then working a few more years at that same job and then moving into this part-time job. So it really had just been non-stop for probably twelve years and then before that I was at school and I was studying and I was doing all these extracurricular activities. So for pretty much my whole entire teen and adult life, I had not stopped. My life was busy, chaotic, it was just it was just madness, really, and if I compare where I'm at now to all of those years, all of those years I spent being so busy and doing so much, I can understand now, I can see how that was such a big change to make, such a drastic change to make, um, deciding to work for myself, deciding to become self-employed. And what I didn't know and didn't realise would happen was that I would be completely burnt out and it's interesting as well that in the last year I've learned about human design and I am what's called a manifester in human design and our energy is not consistent our energy works in these short bursts so I get these short bursts of energy where I'm able to get a whole lot of stuff done and then how I'm designed to work is then to rest so having these big bursts of energy doing a lot having a great deal of output and then needing to rest and do nothing and relax and so I feel like my lifestyle my lifestyle now is a lot more aligned to that to how I'm built energetically and how I'm designed to live and to use my energy but yeah I just didn't realize that I was going to experience such extreme burnout and I've had periods of burnout before in my life I was reflecting actually yesterday about uh, my baby cousin just turned 18 and I was thinking about when I was that age and year 12 you know finishing school and I actually got glandular fever in my final year of school which is uh all about exhaustion. You know, (laughs) you experience extreme exhaustion and um, often people get chronic fatigue after they've had glandular fever. And so I suppose that was probably a signal that I was just operating at full speed and, you know, not resting enough and not taking enough time to slow down and to relax. And then I experienced, I have experienced seasons of burnout. I've experienced seasons of creative burnout in all of the different creative ventures that I've pursued over my lifetime. And so burnout is not something that is, I'm, I'm quite familiar with burnout, <laughs> but when I finally quit my job last year, it was really extreme burnout. And I went into a three month long period of nothingness and I've talked about this quite a bit this phase that I really needed to retreat and I really allowed myself to retreat and I really did take that time to slow down and to just exist to just exist for a while and it's in that period of nothingness that spaciousness that void that often we are faced with all of our crap, all of our limiting beliefs, all of our self-doubt, all of the negative stories that we tell ourselves. And this is really what I felt this time last year was this period, this extended winter of nothingness, which brought up so much at the same time. So it's a really... Contradictory kind of idea is that there's this vastness and this freedom and this spaciousness that comes along with um, any kind of big transition in life where we're kind of starting something new or there's something fresh, I suppose, in a way creates this spaciousness and this vastness. I also think about periods of grief. That was something that happened to me when I had a pregnancy loss coming up on four years ago now and I just went into this period of nothingness and um, so it's contrasting because on the one hand you have so much space and nothing really happening but on the other hand it's bringing up so much and I think that this is really where we can learn so much and grow so much and do so much healing if we allow ourselves to really feel into that period of time and what that spaciousness and that void is asking us to experience. I think this is where some of our greatest growth can happen and our greatest healing is through really feeling and experiencing everything that comes up in that period. And so it's funny because I've found myself in this again, this year, over the last few months, and I've shared a lot about this journey, I've shared a lot about really leaning into the nothingness and just how uncomfortable that can be, just how uncomfortable it can be to open up space in our lives to really go there and to sit with that discomfort and to sit with all those really scary and uh, difficult emotions and also stories to really notice and observe all of the stories and the mental noise that comes up with uh, with that space. And I suppose this is can be seen as a bit of a parallel to meditation. Meditation is where we create a space to observe, to sit with whatever is wanting to come up, to notice our thoughts, to notice our emotions, to notice the feelings that come up, to notice if we have any physical discomfort or any anxiety or tension that we may be feeling. So meditation is a microcosm of the macro. I believe this is what one of my teacher's said something about meditation being this microcosm this um (laughs) this space in which we can get an insight into what is going on the bigger picture of what's going on in our lives in our minds in our human experience so it really is interesting when we can create this I think it's a beautiful thing if we can create this intentional space in our day to sit with ourselves and to be with ourselves and to familiarize ourselves with all of those different things that may be coming up. This is what meditation is really about. But I think that sometimes life will also force this upon us in these big transitional periods, these periods of nothingness, these periods of grief, these periods of uh, pivoting, changing direction, redirecting our lives, which really does happen through change, whether or not we choose that change or whether or not that change is thrust upon us. So I did not expect this last year to go the way in which it's gone. I did not expect that I would have these really big open periods of time and space to contemplate myself, to contemplate my life, my journey, to process all of the challenging and difficult experiences that I've been through like going through a divorce, like going through a pregnancy loss, all of the body image issues that I've suffered from. I don't even really like the word suffered uh, that I've experienced, Uh, the growth, the healing, the sadness, the loneliness that has come with all of these different experiences. So, I did not expect that this last year would have gone the way that it has. But right now, in this moment, I also wouldn't change a thing because I feel like it has been such a beautiful time of just becoming familiar with and getting to know myself so much more deeply than I ever have before. And it's funny how the mind will play tricks on us. I'm just adjusting my position. It's a little rustly. Um, it's funny how the mind will play tricks on us. I've had so many of the stories that I've had coming up have been around success, failure, feeling like I am a failure because my business hasn't been as quote unquote successful as I thought it would be or as I would have liked. But these are all just stories. This is all just based upon what society deems as successful. Society says that if you're making a lot of money, if you're a business owner who has a lot of customers or clients, then you are successful. Society doesn't say that knowing yourself and knowing who you are is a sign of success. At least that's not what I've seen. That's not what I've observed. Society bases success off of measurements, things that we can measure, metrics, tangible things, such as sales, such as the number of Followers you have, the number of clients you have or customers, the number of people that like you, <laughs> the number of books you've sold or what else, what's another, the amount of money you earn, <laughs> your salary, right? This is what society says is a sign of success. Wow, that is a tongue twister. <laughs> but no, that is not success to me. Sure, it is something that each and every one of us deserve is to be compensated by the work that we do, to be celebrated for our talents and our gifts and our service, to be recognised for the gifts that we each have that are unique to us, of course. And of course, there are some measurements that can point to that. But Your inherent value and worth is not something that can be measured. I talked about this last or a couple of episodes ago when I talked about impact. Impact isn't something we can measure. It's not something we can really see or ever really know. It's up to us to define what success looks like to us and for each and every one of us that is going to look different so this is why I think it is so important and more important than ever to really know ourselves to connect with ourselves to have that space where we can be with ourselves to reflect to have that self-awareness It is more important than ever to know who we are so that we don't need to look outside of us or to look to anyone else to tell us who that is. No one else can tell you who you are, no one else can tell you what success means to you or failure for that matter. And failure and success are such interesting concepts as well because I've come to learn that they're entirely based on our attitude. So if I just purely look at this past year and look at my, whether or not my business or my life is a success based on these things that society deems as successful, if my attitude is that the amount of money I'm earning is directly correlated to my worth and my value and my success. If I have that attitude, then I'm going to feel like a failure. But if my attitude is that if I'm learning, I'm learning about myself, I'm learning about who I am and what I value and what's important to me, I'm learning about what kind of things I genuinely care about and believe in and want to share with the world. If I am learning how to be a better human, (laughs) to be more loving and caring and kind and compassionate and less judgmental and more accepting and more forgiving, if I'm learning from all of the quote-unquote mistakes that I have made in my time, if I'm learning how to be more honest with myself and with other people, if I'm learning how to hold myself more accountable and take responsibility and not be the victim of my circumstances, if I'm learning all of these things, and that is not a sign of failure, That is not at all a sign of failure. That is success to me. Growth is success to me. And again, growth will look different to each and every one of us because we've all been through different experiences. We've all had different conditioning that we've received. We've all had different beliefs programmed into us, positive or negative, helpful or unhelpful. For example, someone who was raised to believe that they could do anything is not going to experience the same sort of obstacles that someone like me who and I'm not trying to blame anyone here any of my caregivers but I have not had the belief that I'm capable of doing anything no I've had other beliefs that have been really supportive like I'm smart I'm intelligent I'm capable I've had other beliefs that were programmed, in, programmed into me that have been helpful in my journey and my process. But everyone has had different messages that they've received. Everyone's had different circumstances that they've grown up in. Everyone's had different challenges that they've faced. So we're all going to be looking at the world and looking at, at each of our experiences from a completely and entirely different perspective. A completely and entirely different perspective. And this kind of leads me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that nothing is personal. I have taken so many things personally in my life, other people's reactions, other people's responses. I'm someone who is highly sensitive and highly empathetic. Um, I have in the past identified with being an empath or being an HSP, a highly sensitive person, and I do think that that's true, but I'm also learning to not attach so much to labels and not attach so much to different identities that perhaps don't help or contribute anything to my experience but I can see even just looking at my human design chart I have so much openness in my lower the lower part of my body graph and this means that I am such a sponge I'm so receptive to other people's emotions and feelings and I can be so easily influenced to pick up on other people's energy and to uh take on conditioning around needing to be working all the time and needing to be constantly doing in order to be worthy and in order to be contributing something of value to society. It's so interesting to see how so much of my openness, the openness in my chart has been playing out throughout my life. But I have for as long as I can remember, felt responsible for other people's emotions or felt like things are personal, taken things personally. But it's not all about us. It's just not. And what came to me before was that being yourself, expressing yourself, showing up as yourself, putting yourself out there, speaking your truth, sharing your heart, sharing your voice, sharing your gifts with the world is of course going to open you up to other people's judgment, other people's criticism, other people's opinions. Some people are going to see what you're doing and think that it's cringy, think that it's wrong, or whatever their idea of what right or wrong is, people will inevitably judge us, no matter what we do. Of course, that's just a given, but the alternative is trying to fit ourselves into some sort of mould, trying to fit ourselves into the idea of what other people expect us to be or who other people think we should be. Trying to be the people pleaser, keep everyone else comfortable and happy. And the cost that comes with that is that we keep ourselves small. We abandon ourselves. We abandon who we are. And then we're just trying to shape shift, constantly trying to shape shift and to change who we are in order to fit in with everyone else and keep everyone else happy. And that also comes at a cost. I mean, it comes at an even higher cost because it means that we abandon ourselves and then our lives are not our own. Our, our lives become all about what everyone else expects us to be, who everyone else expects us to be. And the thing is that you being you, is actually the greatest gift that you can give everyone else because you being you will give other people permission to be them, to be themselves, to express themselves, to show up as themselves, to share their unique gifts and talents with the world, to share their brilliant and unique insights based off of their own unique experiences, like I was saying before. We all have a different perspective. We all have a different way in which we see the world. So by you showing up as you, by me showing up as me, and by me putting myself out there and expressing myself, of course there's going to be people who are just not for me, who I'm just not for, of course. But by doing that, by being myself, I'm also giving other people permission to do the same, to be themselves. So there will be people that are just not for me but I'm only ever able to find the people who are for me by actually showing up as who I truly am and this is something that I've had to learn. It's been a really hard lesson to learn is that for so many years I was playing a role. I was, like I said before, trying to be so sensitive and attuned to everybody else's needs. And this is a beautiful thing as well. This is this is something that is really is a really beautiful aspect of myself is the ability to be sensitive to other people and sensitive to other people's needs so that I can be a really caring and compassionate presence in other people's lives but when it is so when it is so focused on me fitting into it's the frequency of that energy when I'm when the frequency of that energy is all about fitting into what other people expect of me and trying to shape shift and not really showing up as who I am then I'm just playing this role that I think I need to play To be this person that I think I need to be for everyone else. And I did that for so many years. I did that for so many years. And then ultimately, when I chose to follow my own path in walking away from a marriage that did not serve me and in deciding to follow my heart and to start my life over and to. Really, listen to who I am and listen to the path that I was being guided towards. So many people fell away, so many people fell away, and that was such a hard lesson to learn. It was such a hard way to learn that the right people will find me through me being myself, and I can tell you honestly that I don't have a lot of people who I feel like are my people anymore. My circle is very small, but I do feel like the connections that I do have and that I'm maintaining are really genuine and they allow me to just be myself and to show up however I am and to speak my truth and I don't have to keep myself small and I don't have to abandon myself anymore. So I think that that is a sign of success and that is a sign of growth. And that is a sign of following my own path. And it's something that I think we're all here to learn in our own ways, how to follow our own path and how to be ourselves and how to express ourselves authentically. These are all things that I feel have I've really learned in the last year, lessons that I've really learned and it has taken having this space in my life to really reflect, to self-reflect, to cultivate more self-awareness and to cultivate a, a greater understanding and appreciation and love for who I authentically authentically am there's a siren in the background (laughs) so I just really hope that this conversation can be a reminder for anyone listening that only you can define what success means on your terms only you can know what it's like to be you and to walk in your shoes. No one else can do that for you. Other people can walk alongside you. Other people can support you and guide you and lead you. But your journey is yours alone There's this beautiful roomy quote. And I'm just going to pull it up so I don't say it the wrong way. It is your road and yours alone. Others may walk it with you, but no one can walk it for you. So I just think it's so important that we learn to define what success means to us so that we're not looking outside of ourselves for anyone else to tell us what that is. I think it's a reminder to be aware of our attitude and how our attitude can influence our perspective on our experiences. And this just goes back to one of the core principles of mindfulness is about non-judgment and acceptance, these core principles that I talk about often. And I think that there can be judgment around the concept of judgment and non-judgment but really what it is at its core is it's all about perspective it's all about attitude because we cannot know in the moment we cannot always know why something is happening we cannot see clearly and have that perspective this often comes when we look back on our lives and we look back on our journey and we look back on all of the lessons and experiences that we've been through and we can gain that wisdom the wisdom comes when we look back and have that vision that hindsight that 2020 vision of hindsight so I think that this is where shifting our attitude and our perspective in any given moment can help us to not judge our experience as good or bad and not judge where we're at on our journey as well. I've been judging myself so much over the last six months, feeling like I am a failure because of what society would say about success and failure. But I just feel like this is, this is why. This is why we need to redefine it for ourselves because the success in knowing yourself and valuing yourself and seeing yourself and recognizing yourself is so much richer than any money can ever buy or any kind of measurement can ever tell you. And I think that this is also a reminder to each and every one of us to look for ways in which we can create some spaciousness in our lives, to self-reflect, to observe the narratives and the stories that are coming up and to question them and challenge them because they're not true. We are the thinker of our thoughts but we are not the thoughts. The thoughts are not always true the thoughts are often not true, the stories we tell ourselves are often not true and that's going to be a conversation for another time. I'd like to dive into this idea of the stories that we tell ourselves, the narratives that we tell ourselves, this idea of the self-concept and the beliefs that we have about ourselves. I think that that's something I'll talk about in another episode. But anyway, I hope that this has been insightful and helpful. I hope that you've enjoyed listening. I've really enjoyed recording this one today. It's come straight from my heart and I hope you can feel that. And I hope that it will inspire you to take some time to reflect on what success looks like to you because chances are it's not going to look anything like what anyone else is telling us it is come back to your heart check in with yourself and remind yourself what's important all right i'm sending you all of my love and i look forward to talking to you next week bye for now Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. If you did, please feel free to share this with your friends and your loved ones and anyone who may need to hear it. I hope this episode brought you some calm amongst the chaos of life and reminded you just how worthy, important and loved you are exactly as you are in this moment. Thank you so much for being here and for being you. There is no one else just like you. So I am so grateful to have you here and I look forward to speaking with you in my next episode. Bye for now.